You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I believe is going to be so powerful. God is going to meet us tonight in a really personal way. Each one of us are going to encounter him in a really beautiful way. We're going to experience the tender heart of God. And it's just going to be just an incredible night. There's going to be freedom and there's going to be healing. I I just can't wait. And we're in a series called That'll Preach. And so uh, tonight, um, there's going to be clips from the movie Toy Story. Yeah. It's Rudy and I, one of Rudy and I's favorite movies. It's going to be so good. But first of all, I just want to honor Pastor Leanne and Pastor Jurgen, our senior pastors, because we have the greatest church in the world. We are so blessed and so fortunate to belong to this house. And I want to honor our pastors, our campus pastors, Pastor Katie and Mike. Listen, guys, we could not have better campus pastors. We love them. They're incredible. They love us. They're always looking out for us. And our sweet Pastor Katie, I mean, Stacy, um, she's such a gift to our church, too. We, we're so blessed, guys. So... Let's pray. I want us to raise our hands to heaven because we're going to open up to everything that God has for us tonight. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, God, that you are a good God, merciful, loving, Lord. And I thank you, Father in heaven, that you call us into relationship with you, Lord God. You call us, Father in heaven, to know you, Father in heaven, to know your heart for us, Lord. And tonight, Father, I pray that you would speak to each one of your sons and daughters, Lord God. And I pray for that freedom, Lord God, to come to their hearts and to their lives, Lord. I pray that they would experience you tonight, Father in heaven. We just open up ourselves to you. Lord, we surrender everything, God. And Father, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would be upon me, Lord. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. The title of my message is Belongs to God. I don't, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, I, I love this title because sometimes I think, you know, you've seen the stickers like that one where on a book or on something, somebody will put that sticker and, and it says belongs to, you know, whoever. And I think that sometimes we, sh- we need that sticker on us, like not for other people, but for us. We need to be reminded of whose we are because we belong to God and knowing that will make all the difference. Uh, We're going to start off watching a scene where Buzz Lightyear realizes that he's not the space ranger that he believes he is. He's just a toy. So let's, let's watch. Should I move this? Calling Buzz Lightyear. Come in, Buzz Lightyear. This is Star Command. Buzz Star Lightyear, Command. do you read me? Buzz Lightyear responding, read you loud and clear. Buzz Lightyear, planet Earth needs your help. On the way. Buzz Lightyear, the world's greatest superhero, now the world's greatest toy. Buzz has it all. Lock 
Uncharted Space is a secret mission in Uncharted Space. And best of all, high pressure space wings. Go <laughs> and and beyond. Not a flying toy. Get your Buzz Lightyear action figure and save a galaxy near you. Buzz Lightyear. Available at all Al's Toy Bound outlets in the Tri County area. Out among the stars I sail Way beyond the moon In my silver ship I sail The dream that ended too soon Now I know exactly who I am And what I'm here for I can relate. I can relate to Buzz. So this takes me back to when I first became a Christian. I got born again, and I, I knew that everything was going to change for me. And I'm, I'm serious. I was full of joy, and I had God now, and I, even colors seemed brighter. I, it was just like the most beautiful thing. And, you know, I thought like, wow, I thought, I'm never going to sin again because I have God now. And, and then I was like, you know what? I will never have another problem because I have God now. And that lasted a whole five minutes. And then, but I realized like, oh my gosh, like I am still struggling with some things. I still struggle with anger. I still struggle with, you know, these issues. And how many of you can relate to that? Where I think all of us, like we want to be these good Christians. We want to do the right thing. But we recognize like, gosh, like I, I'm still battling some stuff. I still have some behaviors. Um, and I think we get really disappointed. Like, like Buzz, he was so disappointed to find out who he really is. But the good news is that God is not disappointed. Because disappointment is about unmet expectations. And God doesn't have unmet expectations about us. He, God always knew that we were going to sin that we were going to miss the mark. God always knew that we were going to be weak and that we'd fail. And, and he made provision for that. 
That's why Jesus came. He died on the cross to pay for our sins. So, you know, God always knew that. So he is not disappointed in you. I want you to know that he is not disappointed in you. Point number one is God knows we're human. He understands our weaknesses. And you know what? I think sometimes we don't talk about that enough, that we're human and that we're going to make some mistakes and it's okay. It, God, already, God already knows that we're going to make those mistakes. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same things we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us in our time of need. That is so beautiful. You know, I, I think of the times that I felt like I failed God. And so many times, like before I, I knew God in the way that I do now and before I, was, I, I, I had developed this relationship with God, whenever I would fail, it would kind of take me away from God. I kind of wanted to hide and, you know, but now that I just understand his love and his mercy, I just know to run to him. And, and it's powerful that the Bible says that he's our high priest now. So in the Old Testament, the high priest would have to offer sacrifices for the sins of the people. But Jesus is our high priest. And he offered himself. So that's really, really powerful. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5 says, Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. You know what Jesus did for us on the cross made us whole. And it doesn't matter that we're still not perfect. He made us whole. It doesn't say he'll make us whole. It says that we have been made whole. And yes, how, how powerful, how beautiful our, of our God. And it says that he brought us healing. And we're going to experience that healing tonight. Um, I, I can just think of so many times where... I, I just needed God. I needed to, 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 to feel his love. I needed to be comforted by his word, especially when we feel like we've really messed up, you know, when we feel like we haven't measured up, when we do something that we're really regretful over. We need to know that we can run to God and that he's there. And we need to know that all the same temptations that we face, he's already faced them. All the things that we're going to face, all the difficulty, like he felt it. He's our high priest and he understands. Um, now we're going to look at another scene from Toy Story. Oh, you don't have it? Okay. That's okay. Okay. So... Yeah, this is, I, I'm talented, guys. I can do this. <laughs> no, but so in this next scene, I don't know what happened, but in this next scene, um, 
Woody and Buzz Lightyear have been trapped by Sid, the creepy neighbor kid who loves to torture toys. And so, yeah, you know, do you guys remember Sid? He's so creepy. And... <laughs> And so Woody is trapped and he's looking to Buzz Lightyear and, and he's like, Buzz, you know, get me out of here. But Buzz is still wallowing in self-pity. He's like, you know, he's like, I, I, can't, I can't help you. Like, I, I'm a toy, you know. And Woody's like, hey, Buzz, like, no, you're an incredible toy. Look at your gadgets. Look at what you can do. You know, you have that thing that goes back and it goes swoosh and, and all the buttons and you can talk. And then, and, but Buzz is like feeling all this discouragement and defeat. And then, and then something happens to Woody. He starts comparing himself to Buzz. And now Woody's like all defeated. And he's like, you know, who'd want to play with me? So point number two, it's a great scene, guys. You can look it at it at home. Point number two is comparing ourselves to others is never good. It's never good. So... When we compare ourselves to others, one of two things happens. We compare ourselves and it's very defeating because we feel like, oh my gosh, I, I just don't measure up. I'm like, I'm not as good as this person. I can't do what this person does. And, and that's really defeating and discouraging. Or you compare yourself to somebody and you think like, wow, I'm pretty great. Like, I'm better than this person. I don't do this. And that's pride. So either way, it's wrong. But I've, I've, I've found that most of the time when we compare ourselves to somebody, it's, it's in a negative way about, it, thinking in a negative way about us. And it's never good because comparing ourselves to somebody robs us of our purpose. It, it robs us of who God created us to be, and, and it robs us of, of the focus of like, okay, God has given me all these things, all these gifts that I'm going to use to build people up with, to serve the body of Christ, and it, it really steals our joy. So we can't compare ourselves to other people, and when I was preparing this message, I was thinking, like, what if I compared myself to Dr. Lisa Dunn? Like, she's a doctor. She has a PhD. And I thought, like, like Dr. Lisa, she started Awaken Academy. She started a Christian university, Chula Vista Christian University. And she sings and she acts. I mean, she's brilliant. She's amazing. But, you know, that would be such a waste of my time. And that's what it is. When we compare ourselves to other people, it's such a waste of our time. Yeah. Each one of us has been, cre has been uniquely created by God. And God has given us gifts and abilities. He's deposited things in us so that we can serve others, so that we can build up the body of Christ. And, and we need to discover what those things are. And we need to develop them so that then, you know, we can, so that we can be part of the body and be a blessing. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Wow, God calls us his masterpiece. That's such a beautiful word. And when you think of a masterpiece, like it's one of a kind. 
you know? And that's what we are. We are one of a kind. So, you know, why would we compare ourselves? I'm not like Dr. Lisa. It's okay. You know, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Rubalcaba, she, she, she's an amazing worship leader. I'm sorry, guys, most of you will never be an incredible worship leader. <laughs> Maybe some of you will, but you know what? You have your own gifts. You got to discover what they are. Yes. And then Galatians 6, 4 says, pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. We don't need to compare ourselves. We can each be who God created us to be. And we can be satisfied in that. And we can live in joy. And we can live in peace. So that's what I want to share with you. Like, be happy with God, who God created you to be. Um, and, and that was point number two. Did I say that? Yes. Okay. Point number three, you belong to God. You belong to God. I, I love this. So in that scene that we would have watched... Um, <laughs> So Woody is telling Buzz, like, hey, you know, you're this incredible toy. You have all these gadgets. And then he tells him, but, you know, he, Buzz is like, I'm just a toy. And then Woody tells him, but you're Andy's toy. And he reminds him that he belongs to Andy. And then in the scene, Buzz looks at the bottom of his shoe, and Andy's name is written on it. And I want to tell you that the Bible says that our name is written on the palms of God's hands. That's, that's incredible. It's Isaiah 49, 16. It says, see, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. That's, that's beautiful. And, and you know what? God paid a really high price for us. He paid with the price, with the blood, the body, the life of his very own son. That's how much God loves us, that he would give his son for us. And he's redeemed us. He's made us his sons and his daughters. He calls us our, he says that we are his dearly loved children. He calls us beloved. That's how much God loves us. That's, that's how powerful his love is towards us. And then 2 Corinthians 1.22 says, And he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And, and that guarantees our salvation. The Holy Spirit living in us guarantees us that we're going to have every promise that God has given us in his word. And that's, that's one of the greatest things that, that, that we can have is the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, the Spirit of God. And that should bring us such comfort and, and it should bring us such joy. Last week, I, I went to Phoenix to visit my mom. And some of you know my story. I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. Um, suicide and just a lot of turmoil, always a lot of strife. My parents 
They had a really rocky marriage. And for like the better part of my life, the roles were reversed. And I was responsible for, for my mom a lot of the times. I had to take care of her. And, um, and it was really hard on me. It was, it was very difficult. And so a, a few years ago, I had decided like, you know, I, I, I need to set some boundaries. I, I, I don't want to carry this. Because I felt like I was responsible for, for my parents' well-being and even for their happiness. And that's a, that's a very heavy burden to carry. So I went to visit my mom last week, and it was a good visit. But uh, I came back, and I just had such a, a, a difficult time because all these emotions were stirred in me. All this pain and all, this, all these memories that were so painful from the past. You see, last year, I went to go visit my mom and dad, and... And I, I was walking by my dad. He was sitting on the couch, and he just looked so sad. He, he had a difficult life. He looked so defeated and so discouraged. He was depressed. And I remember thinking, like, I just want to go to my dad and hug him and just tell him how much I love him, and I, wanna, I want him to be happy. I want to make him happy. And then in that moment, I was like, no. I was like, no, I'm not responsible for my dad's happiness. So I didn't go. I didn't give him the hug. I didn't say anything to him. I came back, and two weeks later, my dad passed away all of a sudden. And so in this visit to Arizona, all that came up, all the remorse, you know, like what I should have done, what I could have done, what I should have said. And I was in so much pain. I'm telling you, I was like in anguish of heart, like, and I was crying and Rudy heard me and he said, what's wrong? And I, I just, I, I broke down. I told him like, you know, everything that I was feeling and just the really painful memories that were coming back. And I know that God loves me and I'm one of his favorite kids because he gave me Rudy. He's the most incredible husband and he's loved me so well. That's been part of my healing. But anyway, he, he ministered to me really beautifully, and he prayed for me, and then I went to bed. And that night, God gave me the most magnificent dream. I dreamt that uh, there was this table before me, and it was a beautiful table, and I could see the place settings and the wine goblets, and I knew that God had prepared this table for me. And we were going to have pancakes and wine. Because, you know, that's how dreams are. <laughs> and I remember that in my dream, I kind of chuckled to myself, like, pancakes and wine? You know, I thought it was funny. And so I woke up from the dream, and I knew what God was telling me. God was telling me that he had prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And my enemies were the remorse that I had felt, the pain, the regret. That was my enemy. And God had prepared this beautiful table before me in the presence of my enemies. And can I tell you something? It healed my heart. Instantly, all those memories, like there's, I can remember, but the sting isn't there anymore. 
I was healed. God brought such healing to my heart. Those enemies, we all face them sometimes. The guilt, the condemnation, pain of whatever's been done to us or what we've done to others, all kinds of, of, of things that are our enemies. But I want you to know that that day I, I thought about this dream and I felt God tell me that that dream wasn't just for me. That dream was for you. And, and this altar right here, this is the table that God has prepared for us, that God has prepared for you. The Bible says in Psalm 23, it says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So I want to invite you. I want to invite you to the table. When we come to that table, we commune with God. And we can have pancakes, guys. The pancakes, you know, pancakes are sweet. And they're fluffy and delicious. And... <laughs> And then the wine, the wine is about fellowship and it's about celebration. And so God wants to invite us to that table. He wants us to sit with him, to commune with him because that's how he's gonna make it all better. He's gonna bring healing. He's gonna make things all right. So tonight, I know I know that some of you are facing some, some really difficult things because in preparing this message, God showed me that there were some of you that have suffered loss, loss of relationship, loss of a loved one. God showed me that some of you have such regret over how you parented your children. Some of you have such regret about the things that you've done and how you've hurt people. And, and, and others of you, you're carrying around shame. Some, are tr some of you still have the pain of that betrayal from that spouse. Like God showed me all of these things. But he said, give them an invitation. Give them the invitation to come. To come at my table and I'm going to bring healing. So that's what I want to do tonight. I want to ask you to stand. And I want you to, to just come. Come. If you've, if you've experienced disappointment, if you've been just, if you've been carrying around heaviness, I want you to come. I want you to come to this altar. God is giving the invitation. And, and it's a beautiful invitation because here is where, at the altar, is where we get altered. God changes things here. He transforms. And, and you know what? God will take our, our sorrows, our pain, and He'll exchange it for joy. He'll take the turmoil of the things that, that, that we've been going through, and He'll give us peace. So I'm asking you, come come right now get out of your seats and come to the front and let God begin that healing in your hearts God is so good God is so God is so beautiful I love that God knows us 
He knows each of us by name. God knows what you're carrying tonight. And you know what? God says, I don't want you carrying guilt. You don't have to have remorse over that. God says, condemnation, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God wants us free. He wants us to experience His love. He wants us to experience His mercy. I know that for some of you, some of the things that, that you've carried have, have just, they've been so, they've been a, a very hard burden to carry. Some of you have experienced the loss of really important relationships. But you know what? God makes all things new. God is a redeemer. So I, I want to pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for the love that you have for your people, Father in heaven. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that we can never go so far. We can never do anything, Lord God, that could separate us from your love, God. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Father, you see your people, Father in heaven. You see every heart, Father in heaven. And I thank you that your word says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Father, I thank you that there's healing in the house of God tonight, Father in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I come against all the condemnation, the guilt, the shame. I break it off of your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare that you say that your people, Father in heaven, are free, Father in heaven. They are free, free from the accusations of the enemy. I break off every accusation of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I break off the torment in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, I thank you that right now, Father, you're healing people from the loss that they've, that, that they've had, Father in heaven. I thank you, Father, that right now, Father, you are putting the pieces of our broken hearts back together again, Father in heaven. I thank you, Lord God, that every painful memory we can give to you right now, Lord God. And Father, we do, Lord, we bring those painful memories to the foot of the cross, Father in heaven, and we leave them there, God. We surrender those painful memories, Lord God, the wounds, Father in heaven. Father, your word says that you bind up our wounds, Father. You're near to the brokenhearted, Father in heaven. Thank you for your nearness, Father in heaven. Father, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father, that your people, Father in heaven, will not walk out the way that they came in, Father in heaven. Thank you, Father, that your people, Father, have encountered you tonight, Lord God. And your love, Father in heaven, is healing their hearts and renewing their minds, Lord God. Thank you, Father in heaven, that your people, Father in heaven, will walk out, Father, 
with joy, Father in heaven, knowing, Lord God, that they've received that touch of heaven, Father. Thank you that your people, Father, will walk out, Father in heaven, in peace because peace is their portion. You are Jehovah Shalom, and I declare peace, and I declare wholeness in the name of Jesus. And Father, you are Jehovah Rapha, our healer, God. I pray, Father, for the healing, Lord God, in our physical bodies, Lord God. Healing of our emotions, God. Healing, Father in heaven, from, from all mental torment, Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, Father in heaven. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We just praise you, Lord. We praise you. And then I want to ask if there's anyone here who hasn't received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you're here tonight and you heard this message and your heart was stirred, but you've never received Jesus as your Lord, you can come to the table too. He has the, the table prepared for you too. He wants you to know His mercy. He wants you to know that you can be forgiven, that you can have salvation. So if that's you, if there's anyone who hasn't received Jesus as their Lord, I'm asking you to raise your hand. Is there anybody who would say, I need Jesus? Is there anyone who needs to get right with God? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What a beautiful night, guys. What a powerful night. If if you need more ministry, we're going to call up the ministers in a minute. And if you need prayer, if you want specific prayer for you, then we're going to call up the ministers and you can get prayer. But I want you to know that God's heart for you is, is so beautiful and so tender. And from now on, you can know that you belong to God, you're His, and it makes all the difference. You never have to run away from God again. You run to Him. He loves you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.